Costs to originate keep rising, even with more technology in the industry. The problem is the core platform. A new LOS can re-architect the process around data, not humans moving paper files. Vesta has built this LOS, and you can learn more at Vesta.com. Welcome, everyone. My guest today is Tracy Velt, Senior Director of Data and Content at HW Media, to talk about takeaways from the Gathering of Eagles Real Estate Conference, including the types of affiliated businesses that are seeing success now, advice on building versus buying tech, and the future of teams. We may have just gotten back from Gathering of Eagles, but we're not done with events for 2023 yet. This October, we're headed right back to Austin, Texas for Housing Wire Annual, and we want to see you there. We've got a power-packed agenda with content such as our Women of Influence speakers, peak performer playbooks, CEO playbooks, and more to propel your company forward, as well as a bunch of networking events. Because this event is open to real estate executives, mortgage title, and everyone in between, you really have the opportunity to network with people from all across the housing ecosystem. If you want to learn more about the event, or if you're already ready to get registered, head over to housingwire.com on the events tab and you can learn all about it. Not to mention, if you're an HW Plus member, you're going to get 50% off your ticket. So get registered for HW Plus and get registered for the event so we can see you out in Austin. Tracy, welcome back to the podcast. Yes, thanks. I appreciate you having me on. Oh, it's always great to have you on. And I want to talk about the Gathering of Eagles event that um, you orchestrated and planned the content for and were did so much for that we had um, last week in Austin that was nothing but a smashing success. It's so fun to go to those. I love them. So I wanted to kind of highlight some of the things that we learned there because what we did was bring together these amazing leaders in the real estate space. And we learned a lot of things. We had CEO playbooks, we had headliners, we had economic talks, um, and you had a lot of conversations. So I wanted to kind of give our um, listening audience some, uh, you know, kind of a recap of what we learned from there, what what happened, and what were some of the highlights? Sure. And, and just to give the audience um, a little information about the event, which, by the way, a third of our attendees signed up for next year's event at this event. So I would wow. say it was definitely a smashing success. So for over 30 years, um, Real Trends has been putting on this VIP leadership event for real estate leaders, brokers, MLS and association executives, um, tech leaders. And we've really um, offered a, a place that that top executives can collaborate and get together and network and and learn. So when putting together the content, I'm always very careful to um, to choose the right people to deliver the message. Doesn't always work, but I thought we did a pretty good job this year. Um, and in one of the the most popular panels um, was our diversifying your brokerage income panel. Because um, the truth is margin compression is real in real estate. And uh, in addition to affiliated um, services such as mortgage and title, there are other things to look at. And so I brought Scott Brady. Um, He is with a property uh, management company in California. And he was in traditional brokerage for a long time. 
And basically he says like last recession, I just was went bankrupt and I thought there has to be a better way. And so what he's doing is he's built a property management company, training agents on property management, giving them a stable income, also allowing them to sell the properties as investors are, are ready to sell. Um, he also does community management. That is a big topic that's really interesting to brokers because Property management is one of those um, business lines that pretty much gives you income, whether the market's good or bad. Um, but it's difficult. Um, you know, it's difficult finding vendors for repairs or problems, or um, you know, it, it's just a difficult business to be in. Um, so I think the audience grabbed him quite a bit after after his session to talk to him about how he's been successful. Because even if that's not what you want to make as your only income stream, it is a, a huge one to build. And um, it takes it takes a lot of, of lessons learned, I think, to do it. Um, I also brought up um, Vanessa Bergmark with Red Oak Realty. And she she had had her own prep company. And that is for all of her listings, they would go in and do um, painting, carpeting, you know, they had a general contractor. And as the market changed, she said it wasn't really feasible for her to run that company as her own company. So she partnered she disbanded that, partnered with an outside company, and now she's also in California and in her area. It's it's a really popular service, and um, one of the questions that a lot of brokers have is how how do you make money at that? Because it's an expensive service to offer, um, and prices of homes aren't like rapidly accelerating at this point. And she's had she had some great information on on how it works in her market. And then we had an amazing team, Jeff Kahn and, and Renee Muller. Um, they are with Elite, I'm going to get this wrong, Elite Coaching Systems and their Keller Williams team. But they have all different lines um, from mortgage to title to training. Um, and, and they're a team. So like a mega team around, ranked on in the thousand um, rankings. And they talked all about how they're boosting capture rates in all of those areas and, and how they're really diversifying in multiple ways to, to bring in that income stream, especially they're spending money on some lead generation, um, but they're diversifying their income streams so that it's, it's become really profitable for them. So that was a huge panel. Um, a lot of great advice came out of that. Um, so yeah, that was what I would say was one of the favorites. I think that was actually a theme of gathering of Eagles, whether we wanted it to be or not. Like, of course you had programming for that, but I, to me, one of the takeaways was just how many people in real estate are, are doing all these affiliated businesses or looking for the things they've got their side gigs. Um, you know, they, they have title companies, they are in mortgage, they're, they're doing these things and it makes so much sense. But I think this year more than most, I mean, that really came to the fore. And I, so I, I just moved last weekend <laughs> and, um, what, you know, 
moving is so much fun. No, it's not. Um, and it really, my real estate agent did such a great job in so many ways. He was a, he was great at real estate, but I felt like he could have done, he could have increased his business and, and helped me had he like, I needed a hall guy. I needed movers. I needed cleaners. I needed, I needed all these things. And, um, you know, I asked him, he was like, Oh no, I don't have any of that. And I was like, so I had to just go out on the web and find somebody. Listen, if I'm a real estate agent, I'm going to have, and you can, you know, people don't have to use it, but like, here's the, here's the hall guy I recommend and here's the movers and here's the cleaners and here's the, you know, whatever it is that you need. Um, and what, what I saw at gathering of Eagles is just people hustling. I mean, people are, are grinding and hustling and, um, you know, they've been doing this for years. It's not like, Oh, they just started this last year. Some of them did, but these are people who, who have been through some cycles and know how to get stable income. Yeah. And that was a big theme. The other theme was kind of um, looking forward into the team model or the teamerage model. Um, Gary Keller was was one of our keynote speakers, and he talked a lot about that um, that trend and really the evolution of these teams into these mega teams. Um you know, we're doing a study on that, uh, about individual performance versus team performance on, in the, um, in the rankings that we do. And it's really interesting because, and I have to pull it up because I think that, that it's pretty much, um, they pretty much are about the same as far as, um, what they bring into a brokerage. However, it, the, the team model appears to be the one that brings everything into it. Um, so the research, it's funny. It's a, it's a huge, it's, it's definitely a trend and it's going to stay. And, um, but I think that the biggest thing is how you handle it as a broker because they're building basically brokerage businesses under your umbrella. And they're building title, you know, and they're building mortgage and they're building concierge services. And um, and so Gary talked a lot about that. And we also had a panel that um, Anthony Lamacchia of Lamacchia Realty in, in, um, moderated. And the people we featured on that panel are all, um, one was a smaller team. Lee Brown has a small team in North Carolina. And then we had Jason Mitchell who has a, a, he really does lender referrals. His team, um, he's got a, a teamerage, which is a, a brokerage that runs like a team. And he is killing it with, with the lender referral um, business. And then we had Jose Medina, who owns a couple of Keller Williams market centers, but also runs a team. And he built a platform um, that, that will allow him to expand his team nationwide. Um, and, and so just the information and the and the innovativeness of the people on stage was amazing and um the beauty of the gathering is that they're all accessible so you know in the networking events and that it, people are flocking to these speakers just to get more information about what they had to say because of course you could never do everything in a 30 minute panel so yeah I do think, you know, um, when we first started attending the Gathering of Eagles, it what really struck me was the um, time that you guys give for networking and the, I mean, 
Cause I, you know, I'm a content person, you're a content person, but, but gathering of eagles has a really good balance of like content, but then also time to really interact with people. It's, it's designed as a smaller event so that you can really do, um, connecting and engaging, not just, you know, like, oh, there's thousands of people there. And I saw that over and over again where people were even until the very last, um, you know, night and what we were doing or the next day when we had coffee, like people were connecting that whole time. And it's because there there were so many questions. That was a fantastic panel. I learned a lot on that panel. And I think the thing was you were able to for this, uh, because you have such deep experience with real estate and doing the rankings, you know who's doing a really good job. You know who's winning in different markets. You know who's taking market share from other people. And so those are the people that you have on. And it shows like every panel was like, inspiring where it's like, wow, it's not like these people have no problems or aren't facing the same down market, but it's their ingenuity. It's their execution. It's their strategy um, to to really win in this market. That was, I think to me, the the overall key was like, this is so encouraging if you're in, in real estate or in mortgage. Yeah. It's their vulnerability as well. They're not afraid to talk about how they've failed in the past. Um, I know Philip Cantrell with Benchmark Realty, which is a United real estate company. Um, he was on one of our panels on our Dealmakers Day. And the Dealmakers Day is all about M&A, um, building a profitable brokerage, and um, just kind of valuing your brokerage. Um, and it's it's not it's for anyone it's not just if you're selling or buying um and so it's a lot of really solid business advice that day and he talked a lot about affiliated services and the mistakes that he made um in in you know i think it was mortgage where he ended up in bad partnerships and um or maybe it was title i can't remember now but uh, you know bad partnerships and and kind of the lessons that he learned through those um, to finally find what he has today, which is working really well for him. Um, and during that day, you you learn so much because, you know, a lot of brokers are looking to gain market share. And, and the way they do that is generally through um, acquisitions or mergers, whether it's a walkover, which is a small broker who, you know, maybe is really... Um, kind of desperate to get out at this point because of the market who um, they could make a, a you know, a, a great agreement with them to walk over to their brokerage, or it's a, you know, a big company buying a, a smaller company that, that is doing well, but is ready to get out of the business. And then um, we, you know, there's things have changed a lot because we used to have some big players in from private equity and um, outside money who are no longer, buying real estate um, at this point. So that whole industry has changed or that whole um, side of the business has changed. So just getting that deep dive into what has changed, who's who's buying, who's, you know, we don't really talk about who's selling, um, and, but who's buying and, and how to go about structuring those deals and understanding um, where the value is with, within your brokerage as well and your team. Um, you know, Steve Murray, uh, and Scott Wright do a lot of team valuations, um, as well. And a lot of teams are looking to grow market share through acquisition as well. 
And um, they they pretty much run that day um, as the moderators for that day because of their deep experience in that um, side of the business. And Steve did a VIP session with about, I'd say there were 75 brokers um, for that VIP session. And it was amazing because what we're seeing is the next generation of brokerage leaders coming to this event. And they have a lot of questions on how to build their business. Um, and Steve is an industry stalwart. And someone in the audience actually said, I don't know what you do, but I have a question about M&A. <laughs> <laughs> and um, not realizing that he has over 30 years of experience in that field and has worked on countless deals throughout the years. And then we had another younger broker who you know, had some questions about why, why would I buy a failing brokerage in my industry? And then the beauty of that is Steve wasn't the one, always the one answering the questions. You had experienced um, brokerage leaders who were guiding some of the, the um, next generation leaders coming into the business and just a lot of collaboration and um, really great camaraderie. So that was fun to watch. And and you see that camaraderie on the different panels and, and as people are, um, you know, networking among people who are competitors out in the world. But when it comes to gathering of vehicles, there is a real collaboration mindset and um, a real encouraging mindset of like, you know, let me help you even if you work for my competition. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah, think it's one of the, the hallmarks of it. Um, yeah. Tell us a little bit about the CEO groups and what that looks like. Sure. Um, one of the most popular ones, according to what I heard and also our survey after the event was Nick Bailey, um, the president and CEO of Remax, did a whole session, um, his, his CEO playbook on technology and whether you should buy, build or partner. And the interesting thing is that he's done both. So Remax, um, purchased Bouge years ago, spent a ton of money on it and just didn't it just didn't work. It, the integration didn't work with what they wanted to do. So they ended up partnering and um, buying some of their tech. And he went through the whole idea of how they came to that conclusion and what you should think about when deciding whether to buy, build, or partner. Um, but the most fun was we were talking about the, he was talking about the data and the concern over someone else having your data. And he asked for a, an audience no member's phone number, looked up the phone number, and he pulled up her last four addresses, um, you know, her age, and, and just a ton of data about her that's easily accessible for anyone. Um, so the data's out there. His point was, it's what you do with it that makes all the difference. Um, and that that was really popular. Um, Stephanie Anton um, with Corcoran, she did a session on kind of... Um, figuring out your value proposition and who you are and um, lessons learned through their growth. Um, you know, they've, they've um, franchised, I can't remember how many years ago, not that many years ago. Um, and they've, they, their growth has been great. And um, she did a whole session on, on how they did that um, and, and how they, what they, how they've defined who they are and their value proposition um, especially since they're part of anywhere and, you know, there's several luxury, you know, you've got Sotheby's, you've got Coal Banker. How do you define who you are in that group of brokerages? 
Um, another popular one was Steve Capesa with Side Real Estate. Um, and this kind of went back to the team, the whole team, Teamerage uh, model, because they have a white label platform for um, teams and, and brokerages. And, you know, there's so much um, attention to these mega teams and not as much attention to these really productive small teams. And so they're really filling that void um, and providing a solution for those teams who want to run like a brokerage, but don't want to be with a bro- with a brokerage because side is not necessarily a brokerage. They're more of a brokerage platform. They're white label. So you really don't hear a lot. You don't know who's with them for sure, because they don't put that out there. Um, and even in our rankings, the teams, the side teams who are ranked in our rankings are not listed as side teams. And that's important to them to be kind of that white label brand. Um, so that was that was a really interesting one. And then, of course, Will Holmes with Open Door um, talking about the future of the iBuying um, and what they see as a um, partnerships with brokerages looking like, what that perfect partnership looks like, because it's it's been a little bit contentious between iBuyers and brokerage. Um, and more brokers are definitely coming around to the idea of it being something that they they offer as an additional service. Um, but the selling side of of that, meaning the when Open Door has a listing, has been a little bit of a difficult process for for brokers um, to to navigate. Um, so he was very open and vulnerable, and and talking about all the things that um, you know they envision as as a perfect partnership and um, where they where they're going from here. So those were those were really interesting ones. I love that you highlighted those. The CEO playbooks are so interesting because you are looking for um, what is it that would be most interesting to the audience. Like, I mean, all of those are just incredible topics and very timely topics. And especially, you know, they're kind of of the moment, like if you're in real estate, this is what you care about right now. And here's what you're going to care about in six months, right? Like, so it's really trying to get people ready for the second half of this year. Um, uh, and so I thought those were really great. Speaking of contentious a little and a little bit, we had a real Really, um, I'll say fiery session on uh, multiple listing services. So, yes. <laughs> which is a contentious topic in real mm-hmm. estate right now. I mean, it is a it, it's one of the battles that's going on that we are still not sure how that's going to turn out. Kind of give us some background there. Yes. Yeah, so obviously, with um, you know a lot of the the commission lawsuits and the threat of cooperation and compensation, um, you know, being being taken. Um, there, the multiple listings are, are services are really trying to make sure that they're serving the brokers um, in, in a in a way that maybe they weren't thinking about in the past. In fact, we had a broker stand up and <laughs> yell out a question in that, um, you know, because the partnerships haven't always been there, and, and um, MLSs have uh, been basically a service that most brokers have to sign up for to do business. And they now are really looking for ways for brokers to want to sign up to do business with them. Um, and they've been doing a really good job of of figuring that out and being really innovative in some of the technology and some of the things that they're doing now. 
Um, you know, there's always been this perception that their technology has not kept up with the times. Um, and but they've um, they know that the leaders of these MLSs know that, and um, they're really working hard on providing more innovation and. Um, a better service to real estate brokers. Um, so that, and, and they don't all agree on how to do that. And that was what the panel, um, that's what the panel showed is just some of their, some of their thoughts on how to go about it differ. I really think as someone who also plans content for events, I just have to give you a shout out because the people that you're able to pull for this event and the combination of people that you pull, put on stage is really, in my mind, what makes this event stand out. And, you know, these are people that, you know, have had a, you know, a relationship with Real Trends for decades. You guys have built up this reputation. They've been on the rankings. And so, you know, kudos to you. It wasn't just about the content though. We managed to have fun. It was, I think, 106 one day in yes. Austin. Uh, very unseasonably super hot. And mm -hmm. we still, people still showed up and competed in a pickleball tournament <laughs> and for the golf yes. tournament. And I mean, they were yes. all about it. They were not going to let the yeah. heat stop them. Yeah. Well, real estate leaders are a very competitive bunch. And that was very <laughs> obvious by the pickleball tournament. Um, they were not giving up despite the heat. We had um, ice and cold towels and drinks and everything available to cool down that we possibly could. Um, and very few of them dropped out. And it, it was, in fact, I think we, we ran so long um, because they were so competitive that we ended up having to change our scoring um, to make sure that we, we gave the true winner, um, which was, I believe, Jeff Kahn um, and, and Renee. I, was Renee. I think Renee was his partner. And Jeff has a pickleball court at his house, so he is definitely a pro. Um, but that was really fun. And I know people are really looking forward to doing that again next year. And I think inside real estate sponsored, sponsored that it was a great idea. We're so, we're so thankful for the sponsors for this event. We had a ton of them. They were great. Some of the biggest ones were, you know, CoreLogic, UWM, Corded.io, Remax. I mean, but we had uh, a ton and they made this possible. We're so thankful to them. And I wanted to give, um, you know, a preview of next year. Right now, you even said a third of the people at this conference before they left the conference signed up for the next year. That's how, how much value they got out of it. So I would encourage, and I met two different sets of people. Um, they were both, um, husband and wife teams who heard about Gathering of Eagles through this podcast, showed up, got, you know, I had a great time. So, um, would encourage our, our listeners to go and buy a ticket because they will only go up in price. This is the yes. best deal that you're going to get. Yep. Right. Um, you know, we have new pricing this year and, um, we, we offered our lowest price to attendees, um, at the last gathering. And so, um, right now it is the lowest price that you could possibly get. I'm not sure when they go up again, but we're already planning our schedule. I've already got speaker invites out and, um, you know, we're, we're really trying to hit the hottest topics in real estate and, and really pull from the, the best people in real estate for those topics as well. So um, we're looking at maybe doing some succession planning workshops um, and talking a little bit about AI and really taking that future look at what is going to impact real estate moving forward. Um, I remember one gathering where uh, Rich Barton came and he spoke about how the future 
is in the data and that all of this stuff that's in the MLS will be public at some point and, and consumers will have access to it. And our audience was like, no way, we're the keepers of the information. And guess what happened? Zillow. So, um, so yeah, so we, we really look for those, um, thought leaders to look for the next next and what brokerage leaders and, and real estate leaders in general should be, should be looking for, um, moving forward. Well, give us the dates, give us the, all the details so people can, uh, Go and sign up. So we are in Scottsdale, Arizona next year, and we are moving the event to April. So we are April 21st through the 24th. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll have that pickleball. We'll, we'll have, I believe we're going to have a golf tournament again, and we'll be at the JW Marriott Camelback in much nicer weather than the 106 degree Austin weather. So yes. <laughs> Tracy, thanks so much for uh, coming on and kudos to you for just planning and executing an amazing event. People who are interested in the next gathering of Eagles can go to realtrends.com, find everything there and sign up. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Housing Wire Daily. If you haven't already, we'd love for you to take a minute to rate the show and leave a comment. And make sure to tune in tomorrow for more news and insight.